Oh, good good day. Good happy Monday to you. I need to do this. I was talking I, you know it's funny I was talking to uh, Kimmy. I was talking to my wife about let me turn down the volume on the thing. Um on the news. Uh turn down the volume of my news station. What a fun existence. News and weather all day. Oh my god, it's so fun. Uh yeah, this is really like I get up, it's Monday, and you get up, and it's like, oh, fuck. Because Monday really does, you know, not to sound like Garfield, but, yeah, they do kind of, sometimes they hit you like a ton of bricks, and uh, sometimes you're just not ready. And especially, man, every, it seems to be that Monday so far since since the new year began, uh, it feels like Monday is, and I'm not just saying this, it's, I'm sure if I went back and looked, Monday seems to be like the coldest day of the week or Monday, Tuesday, like the cold, because we had a, we had a warm up at the end of last week, which was nice. We had, you know, Wednesday, Thursday was pretty warm. I feel like Friday was too. Yeah. Friday was decent too. Saturday was close to 60. I went for, I mean, Saturday I went for a walk and a t-shirt, shorts and a t-shirt and a, a ball cap. And that was... You know, it was chilly. The wind was chilly, but the but the walk itself, you get warmed up, and then it's and then you get to a point. I'm like, it's too hot. This this is too much. It's too. Oh, now the sun's coming out. Come on, man, it's too much. Um, because there is no ideal temperature for me. There's nothing that will ever make me happy. It's either too hot, it's too cold, it's too sunny, it's too cloudy. Uh, there's really, you know, sixty degrees at sunset. That's about good enough for me but there has to be like no more than like 10 percent humidity <laughs> that's the that's the other thing god that humidity and and people don't really think of you know you think humidity and you think what uh, florida louisiana right the, the southern states that are just so oppressively hot and humid in the summertime and other many other months but it's so it's so goddamn humid <laughs> In the Northeast, too. It's just that we don't notice it as much because so much of the time the temperature is cold enough that the humidity is almost like, okay, good. You wake up and you want – when I was delivering papers as a kid, I wanted to wake up. I would – the first thing I would get out of bed and I would look out the – we had a guest room in the front middle – the middle bedroom as we called it. And I would look out that front window and if I saw – a little is usually before sunrise, but if I saw a little bit of a little bit of orange on the horizon and that bright blue, as pretty as it is, I would just say, "Oh God damn it, here we go!" Because I knew it was going to be easily twenty degrees colder than if there were clouds. And if I got up and I saw that there were clouds, you know, kind of see that <laughs> that different orange, that light pollution orange, and I would say, "Yes, all right, it's going to be." Still cold, but not nearly as bad as if it were clear and sunny. Today was one of those ones where you woke up and I, I looked out the window. And I was like, oh, it's cloudy. Oh, and it's snowing a little bit too. It snowed. It was snowing when we went to bed last night. It snowed for much of the day. Not a ton of snow, nothing crazy, nothing to even really blink at. It's like that like snow that you could drive in. Like that weird snow that just doesn't, it's just snowing all day, but it's really like nothing's happening. It's just sort of pretty, and it doesn't uh, obstruct you or anything. That's what Sunday was. And then, uh, yeah, so getting up this morning, I looked out, and I said, oh, all right, good. It's cloudy. There's a little bit of snow. So it's hopefully, I I assumed, "Ah, okay, so based on the weekend, it probably feels like maybe 30, maybe 25 degrees outside, eh, 20 at the worst. And so I, I said to the little device that tells me the things i don't want to say her name because then anytime i listen to this podcast not that i will uh then it'll it'll trigger that device to uh to do things anyway uh and she said a l e x a said that it was uh so what's the i don't ask what the temperature is i say what's the wind chill and she says the wind chill is i think it was like three degrees i'm like what but it's cloudy. No, it's supposed to be, you mean three zero degrees? Nope, three. Uh, and now the sun's out. Sun's out, gun's out. And it's kind of amazing to look out and see how many people, they're just, uh, they don't go anywhere. 
I guess I'm not the only asshole sitting at home all day working remotely because all these cars are covered. <laughs> There's tons of cars sitting there covered in snow. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm in a pretty good mood, though. What I meant to say was I was talking to Kimmy the other day about how sometimes I do need to I need to just do a quick podcast first thing because days like this, especially on a Monday where you get out and about, you have to get up and it's like, oh my God, the weekend, it's such a cliche, but the weekends go by. I can tell the weekends go by fast because my kids say that the weekends go by fast. And that to me is like, oh my God, because I I know when I was a kid, they didn't go by that fast. The weekends were felt... They felt like a pretty good amount of time. Like, it didn't feel like it was flying by. Yeah, Monday got here, and you think, oh, my God, it's Monday already. But I just, you know, I remember feeling like the weekend just, I don't know, it didn't It didn't seem, maybe, there were, maybe that was a product of me getting up so early every single day to deliver papers. And so I was up, you know, I, was, I never was sleeping in. I was up, out and about, and then my day was my day was starting on a Saturday and a Sunday by like six o'clock, and then Sunday Sunday you have church. Every Sunday was church, which I wanted to just like oh my god, that felt no matter what that feels like an eternity. And and our church service is never an hour. They always oh my god yeah the church service. Then you had the, the Sunday school or the, you had the youth group thing and you had the little social hour with coffee cake and all that shit. And, uh, and then, I mean, there were days where it was like noon after tw- – sometimes it was 1 o'clock by the time – you know, this church thing starts at like 9.30 and you're home. It's like, oh, my God. So I should be – shouldn't I be paid for this? <laughs> this is quite the time commitment. And then we were every one one time once upon a time every Friday we were at the soup kitchen, so like Friday night was the soup kitchen handing out soups. I don't know, Sam, whatever the fuck, uh, and fruit pies, and uh, and so there were <laughs> there were just there were always like things going on and being up so early it just it, it never made the weekend feel like it was a short thing. Even even getting home at one o'clock from church sometimes on a Sunday. I still felt like, you know, because I'd come home, I'd watch my wrestling tapes for the week, which only took two hours maybe, tops. And I'd do my homework, and I'd play some video games. And then we always had Sunday dinner with my grandparents, a number of things. And uh, so I don't know. But when I talk to my kids, they're like, oh, my God, the weekend is so fast. But maybe that's it. It's just fast when you're we really don't have a ton of plans on the weekends anymore like we used to pre-pandemic there was you know, friday night was skiing but the ski club this is the second year in a row that they didn't have ski club so we are going skiing in a couple of weeks which is not well my oldest is going skiing i, I don't uh, i don't foresee well, maybe yeah, who knows who knows we'll see um uh, but yeah, there's, you know, we, it was like two years ago at this time, it was Friday night was skiing every week from, from the first weekend in from the first Friday in January until the end of March, it's skiing every week and every Saturday morning is dance. And then in between that, there's other things going on. Maybe there's ice skating once upon a time. There was like it's just a bunch of different things, stuff at the YMCA, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know, maybe there is some. Yeah, there's a worse, a lesser grasp on time, the concept of time, when you don't have as many commitments happening as, as we once did, um, and we don't have family nearby, so we're not having, we're not having Sunday dinner with anybody, uh, we're not having you know those kind of get-togethers and things. Nobody's delivering newspapers, I can tell you that. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so Monday does come fast for for some of us. Others, some handle it better than others. My oldest and I do not handle it very well. The youngest and the wife are, you know, they get up and they do their thing. They have this ability to just like go and do, and it doesn't really doesn't really rattle them at all, which I am very very jealous of because I'm rattled by everything. And my oldest got. I passed that along to my oldest child, which is very fun for them. Uh, but I was talking to the wife on Friday, and I said, "Yeah, 
you know, sometimes I just, uh, I just have to stop. I was talking about the whole ADHD thing and how, you know, one of the things, and I didn't realize this until very recently when somebody posted a thing saying, you know, uh, you have a meeting in two hours and you can't do anything because that meeting is the only thing on your mind and you can't stop and focus away from it. And you're, it's like, holy shit, that just, that punched me right in the face. That was a direct, that was a direct, (laughs) that was directed right at me. Um, and saying how, you know, that's tough. And But sometimes what I'll do if I have a little bit of time in between a meeting is I'll pick this phone up and record for a few minutes, which is exactly what I'm doing now. And it does actually help because I haven't, you know, when I get up in the morning, I haven't talked to anybody yet. I'm, I'm talking to the family, the kids and stuff. Um, I have an 8.30 meeting in the morning every Monday. Um and and then that's over and I come home and I'm just kind of like, oh my God, it's I really have to face the day here. More meetings to come, work, all, the, you know, everything. Everything's happening right now. And then sometimes I just stop. I'm like, nah, I'll do this. I'll do this for a few minutes. And it really helps. It's really kind of therapeutic. Even when I'm talking to you like I am now and I have clearly nothing to say other than to talk about why I'm talking to you. But, uh, yeah, so it's it's nice. It's a nice way to start the day to talk to talk to you. Uh, of course, the problem is I have I have recordings from. <laughs> it was just last night I was going through. I'm like, oh shit, I got to post these things from Friday and from Saturday and from I don't know. Uh, so anyway, it's great to do this and just pace back and forth for a few minutes. Uh, how about the super? How about that Super Bowl? Did you like the Super Bowl? Did you watch the Super Bowl? Was it a Super Bowl for you? Was it was that bowl one of the one of the more super ones that you enjoyed? I hope so. Uh, I didn't. I admittedly, I just don't. I don't pay much attention to the actual game when there's a Super Bowl. Uh, at least if my team's not in it, very very unlikely to. Um, and I, boy oh boy, do I not care about Cincinnati? Even though Joe Burrow is exciting, he's the future and all that stuff and. Boy, they were winning there for much of that game right until the end. Uh, so, all right. I guess my prediction, my pick was wrong. Okay. I don't really need to talk about it. So the NFL season is officially over. I picked the Cincinnati Bengals. I really thought they would win. Um. But it's just just like so many of these games. Like, they were winning. And then they didn't. <laughs> and then they still had a bunch of time left. And I thought, okay, well, there's Joe Burrow. He's the kind of guy. This could uh, this could be his, uh, his Brady-type moment. Which, by the way, it's... Boy, I feel bad for every quarterback. I mean, you know, there's always the, there's always the benchmark. And for... Throughout the 90s into the early 2000s, it was... It was it was Montana and you know, you've got like, you know, there's always, there's always somebody, but there, man, Brady is just like Montana had, okay, those are big shoes to fill. And then Steve Young came in and, and filled his shoes and did, it was a nice little handoff to another great quarterback. Um, but I'm talking about like around the league you had, uh, yeah, you had uh, Montana and even like, you know, Brett Favre and Dan Marino, great quarterbacks, but it's like, well, Marino hasn't won any Super Bowls. Favre had one in the ninety late ninety seven. Elway didn't really until ninety eight ninety nine, and then a couple years later, here comes Tom Brady, and now you've got any quarterbacks who are young, up and coming. You know the Joe Burrows and the Kyler Murrays, and uh, you know anybody, Dak Prescott, whoever. Um, <laughs> Mahomes, you know, I mean, Mahomes can say, well, I've won a Super Bowl, so I've been there twice, I've won one, they'll probably be back. Uh, You know, Josh Allen, who's not new, but boy, he just comes comes close every every so often, and then no. Uh, But it's it has to be tough, because everything's just going to be compared to Brady. Even as I'm saying, it's like, oh, yeah, Joe Burrow. Because you're, we've, that for 20 years, you expect, okay, Cincinnati's up, and then they're down, 
and now Joe Burrow has a minute and a half, so he'll go back down to the other end of the field, and maybe they'll tie it up, go to overtime, maybe he'll throw a touchdown, and then none of those things happen. And then all of a sudden I looked up and I was like, whoa, oh, that was fourth down, that was the last play. <laughs> Joe Burrow kind of, you know, got, was it, tech, was it a sack technically that last play? I don't know. I don't even know. I was just kind of, I mean, like a lot of people, I was mostly doing social, I mean, getting the kids ready for bed and stuff and doing social media and, uh, you know, just tweeting and Facebooking and having some fun with, with friends and with Twitter and stuff. And then all of a sudden I looked up, I'm like, wait a minute, that's three minutes. I thought it was the third quarter. And then I looked up, I was like, oh my God, it's the fourth quarter. There's three minutes left in the fourth quarter. This thing's over almost. And, uh. And it and it it was indeed. Unfortunately, it was over for the Bengals. So I my pick did not pan out. Although it seemed to be panning out for much of that game, but really nobody's ever going to remember that game. Nobody's going to remember anything about that game. I don't. Yeah, I mean Stafford. He finally. I mean, he was one of the. He was one of the big names. I don't know when. Seven eight years ago. I don't know when he came into the league. 2013, 2014, I, I have no idea. Uh, I, I always got him. There was Sam Bradford and Matt Stafford, and I couldn't, I never knew which one was which. It was just like when Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco came into the league at the same time, and I was like, oh, that's it. And one of them went to the Ravens, and the other one went to the Falcons. And I thought, oh, that's perfect, because if, if Ryan goes to the Ravens, that's easy. Ryan Ravens, Flacco Falcons. Yeah, except the opposite of that happened. So every time I was like, okay, let's see, Flacco, Falcons, which means he's the Ravens because it, it would have been too easy to just say Flacco, Falcons, Ryan, Ravens. Ryan, Falcons, Flacco, Ravens. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, Bradford and Sanford, I was like, I don't know which one's which. And I'm like, well, it's easy. I'm like, Matt Stafford has Ford in it, and Ford is in Detroit, so Matt Stafford plays for Detroit. And then I thought, well, but wait a minute. Sam Bradford also has Ford in it. It's like, oh, yeah, so I, I could never, I never, and I couldn't pick him out of the lineup, out of a lineup, to be honest. Uh, so, hey, this, uh, this Joe Burrow, I'm sure he's going to be back a lot to these Super Bowls. Uh, but it was you expect so much because of what we've seen from somebody like Brady who can get 45 seconds left and take the ball down the field, tie the thing up and go into overtime or win it or whatever. And so when it doesn't happen, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, right. Um, but it was a good, you know, it wasn't a blowout. That's that's the good thing. It came down to the very end. You you know, it was only they were they were neck and neck that whole time. There was It was never... Never a threat of being a blowout, really. I mean, the Rams scored early, but never, never seemed to be going into blowout territory. And the and the Bengals hung in there, and yeah, there you go. It's just kind of sad because Los Angeles is a city where there's just so it's such a big city. There's so much going on. Half of the city last night, I guarantee you, didn't even know the Super Bowl was happening. You know, right down the road, there are, I'm, you know. And for as many people were at the Super Bowl watching that game, there were just as many people at the same time, probably out on the golf course, at the beach, and hanging, you know, doing whatever. It's just, you know, it's a huge city. So obviously not everybody gives a shit about football. And and the Rams have only been back in LA for a few years, what, five years, six years? And uh and they were in St. Louis for a long time. And now they're back. Uh, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals, that's like, you know, you have a town like Cincinnati, a town like Cleveland, a town like Buffalo, these Rust Belt towns that are, you know, and even, even Boston, which has got plenty going on. Uh, but it's a, you know, it's a very wintry cold place. Same with like a Philly. It's like, yeah, there's not, this is pretty, you know, if, if Boston, if New England's in the Super Bowl, if Philadelphia's in the Super Bowl, you can guarantee like that whole city is, is tuning in. Um, and Cincinnati, I mean, you know, nobody in Cincinnati is going to school today. It was a day off. And I'm sure a lot of them hoped it would be a day off where they would be celebrating and enjoying a nice victory. 
and then that's not the case. So it's like some tweet last night. It was so great. It was like L.A. Rams. Oh, well, if we win the Super Bowl, yeah, I guess that's cool. Whatever. I don't really care. Cool. Yeah. And then Cincinnati Bengals. The the Bengals must win in order for my grandfather's soul to be set free. <laughs> it's like, yeah, kind of. That's kind of the case. Uh, but the Super Bowl, you know, good game, fine. Does anybody really give a shit? No. The halftime show. It was an it was like 90s night on NBC last night. Between the halftime show and the commercials, obviously Dre, Snoop, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar. Uh I frankly the two that I enjoy, I mean, I love Mary J. Blige. I love that uh that song. The one, <laughs> there was uh I used to ride around with a pocket tape recorder, not unlike talking into this phone. And I'd be driving, I'd be listening to tunes, and I would just be like I'd, I'd talk about random thoughts, or I would just start, you know, I start singing and I yeah, there's a somewhere there's a tape, there's a micro cassette tape of me singing uh <laughs> yeah. Because we're celebrating no more drama in our lives. <laughs> Let's get it on the floor. In the... Yeah, and and not getting the lyrics right because I was saying like, yeah, come on party with the Mary J and T-H-E-M-F-N-K-I-D. That's me, the M-F-N kid. Anyway, uh, that was awesome. That was probably, you know, it's like, oh, my God, there's Dr. Dre, there's Snoop Dogg. I guess we're almost spoiled by Snoop Dogg because it's like Snoop Dogg is just everywhere in everything. And it was still great. Um, but we've seen him perform at so many big events and at WrestleMania and stuff. It was still awesome. But it was like, oh, man, wow, Dr. Dre. You know, you know that's not someone you see every day. And uh, Eminem, I, I don't know. He's not – I don't know. He's not somebody that uh, – he like his concerts. Obviously, that's the big performance. I've never been to an Eminem concert, so almost, I guess, almost a few years ago when they had Boston Calling and he was one of the headlining acts. Uh, anyway, but didn't didn't attend. Uh, but it was great. The whole thing was just like, oh my god! It was the first time ever where they got to the end of the halftime show. And my wife and I both kind of looked at each other like, wait, it's over? Don't they have like another 20 minutes? Uh, don't they have like more of the set list to get through? That can't be it. It can't be over. I know I wasn't the only one. Uh, you know, they did a lot of the a lot of the big hits, a lot of the songs. Uh, I thought, yeah, I think Kendrick Lamar was, was my favorite piece of that performance. Uh, and then maybe Mary J. Blige, Ty. It's like... You know, to say that there's a favorite part of that performance. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot that uh, Fitty, Fitty Scent performed uh, his little song. Um, he's not. I guess that part was more for the millennials. Not to say that, I, you know, I'm not never been a huge, not really a huge Fitty Scent guy. And then I realized, you know, I always say to, I always consider myself to not be an Eminem fan. And then I was, I was looking at his tunes last night. I'm like, oh, yeah. That used to be on a mix. That used to be on a mix. That used to be on a... Before there were playlists, you know, iTunes and Spotify. It was like, oh, oh yeah, I had that on a mix CD. Oh, my God, I remember that. And I'm like, oh, I know the words. I know the words to a lot of these songs. And I just sort of forgot. It's weird. Um, Because it's not something... I do not listen to Eminem really at all. Uh, But I, I used to. And his performance was great. I still just like I watch him like God. It's just so all of them. They're just Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, Fifty Cent. Like what? What talent? What unbelievable talent! I'm just watching them and like, and then I watch Snoop Dogg and I'm like, God, it's this. He he just he makes it look so easy. Like everything that he does, and I guess yeah, the weed helps. I'm sure. And his personality is such, like, he's, you know, he's got that personality. But he's also, like, you know this guy works his fucking ass off to make it look like he doesn't give a shit. I'm sorry, I refuse to believe anything to the contrary. Um, 
Does the guy like to have a good time and have fun? Yeah, of course, I'm sure, just like anybody. But, you know, the guy, like, when he coaches his kid's football team, and, like, he's, he's I, I feel like Snoop Dogg is, I, like, everybody on that stage is a workaholic. And it's, you know, some, what was that dickhead? Some guy who's getting a lot of heat because he tweeted, like, I can't even think of the guy's name. Is it Kyle something? Keith something? He's all over Twitter because he tweeted this dopey fucking thing last night. What's his name? No, he's not. It's not trending anymore, so I don't know. What was the fucking guy's name? Well, whatever. Uh, I just can't can't think of it. Trevor Noah roasted him, which was nice. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Trevor Noah. What was the fella's name? Of course, it's not on Trevor Noah's thing. It's on the Daily Show page. Great. So I got to go there. Daily Show. Daily Show. What was his name? Charlie Kirk. All right. I knew there was a K. Kirk. That's why I was like, his name's Keith. Charlie Kirk. The NFL is now the league of sexual anarchy. This halftime show should not be allowed on television. Did I miss something? Was I so fixated on the performances that I did I miss something because I to me honestly I felt like that was one of the one of the least sexual halftime shows as far as you know a couple years ago you had all the fucking pearl clutching doofuses out there with Shakira and JLo what do I tell my kids <laughs> I don't know tell them that like these are women who are in incredible shape in their 50s and 40s who work their asses off to get where they are and now they're in a, a female-centric halftime performance, and they fucking killed it. Tell them, maybe you can tell your kids that. Like, shoot for the stars. But they were on a stripper pole. Right, great. Yeah, they're in great shape. Can you do that? No, I can't either because I'm in terrible shape. So fucking a 50-year-old on a stripper pole who's, like, muscular and works out and takes care of her body and is in great shape and has kids and is performing. Like, what else? What do you want to tell your kids? This is the most immoral thing I've ever said. And then last night was like, you know, and then last last year you had the weekend performing what I would think was probably one of the tougher halftime shows, considering just how, you know, two years ago there were no COVID restrictions. It was just on the horizon, very rapidly approaching on the horizon of that Super Bowl two years ago. This year is like okay. We kind of figured out a lot of stuff, so we've got the protocols in place, and everybody's vaccinated, and blah, 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 probably testing, 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 left and right. Last year, you got The weekend doing this fairly elaborate thing, and I love The weekend, both the performer and the days of the week, uh, <laughs> and I, I fucking loved it, because those are some of my favorite songs, and it was great, and everybody, everybody's going to shit on the... It's like, nobody can just enjoy anything. Like, okay, Bruce Springsteen, not not my favorite, not a huge fan. When they announced, when he did the halftime, what was it, probably 15 years ago he did the halftime show? 2006? I don't know. 2008, 2009? I, I don't really remember, but he did the halftime when he, when he slid, like, crotch first right into the cameraman. I'm not a big Bruce Springsteen fan. But of course I watched it and I'm like, yeah, this is this is great. This is for the people who love Bruce Springsteen are having a really nice time right now. And I'm it's not my music, it's not my kind of thing, but I'm just, you know, I'm enjoying it. Uh in t- early 2005, I wasn't really a big Paul McCartney fan, and that Super Bowl halftime show like completely I was like, "Oh my god." What have I been doing? What have I been sleeping on this Paul McCartney fella for all these years? Like, I, I just never really connected just how great he is. And I saw that halftime show and was just like, this is just fucking awesome. Um, so I just don't, I like, what do people want? To, I, you know, I guess people just want, what do you want? Kid Rock? <laughs> Ted Nugent? <laughs> Come down and play rock and roll hoochie coo. Is that his song? I don't fucking know. He's a piece of shit. Kid Rock. My God, if I never heard a Kid Rock song ever again. Uh, so you get like, you get 
not one, not two, not three. You've got you've got half a dozen icons perform at least half a dozen icons. Hall of Fame legend icon will be around long after they're gone, long after we're gone, long after our kids. That shit is going to be around forever. They are icons. And they're performing some of their greatest works in a very elaborate stage setup and, you know, choreography and just the, just watching it and like the just thinking about what it takes to put that together. There's a, you know, there's videos over on Twitter and stuff showing, you know, the the crew had 5 minutes to get that set out onto the field and get it set up. And you've got I, I just it's an amazing it's an amazing piece of work. And then all these humans can come together and pull this thing off. You know, and the weekend did it last year, and Shakira and JLo did it the year before, and Bruno Mars did it one year, and Prince did it. I mean, like, wait, what do you what? What do you what do you want? What do you want? I don't understand. Like, okay. Every year there's a new person performing the Super Bowl, and some years I'm really excited and I say, oh, okay, I'm going to watch. This is going to be good. Other years I'm like, eh, not the biggest fan, but I'll tune in. You know, Beyonce is a great example. Not a huge Beyonce person. Not, you know. But I watched her performance because it's like, well, this is, a you know, somebody uh, – a master of their craft performing live on one of the biggest, literally biggest stages of the year. Why wouldn't I watch that? And then there's other years where it's like, oh, Katy Perry, okay. And then she comes out with sharks, and then it tr- that truly is a you know a dud. Um, but I didn't. I don't know. I wasn't like they shouldn't have had that. I mean, they shouldn't have. But somebody out there enjoyed it. Somebody out enjoyed those dancing sharks. And all of to Katy Perry's terrible songs, um, but last night I just like what did you what did you see in that performance? What is this Charlie Kirk? I'm I'm trying to was it was it Fifty Cent? Was a little uh, chubbier Fifty Cent hanging upside down that gave you a little boner? Was it the was it Mary J. and her thick thighs? I don't know, but that's a you problem. That's not a halftime show. NFL problem or NBC problem or anything else. That's a Charlie Kirk problem. If you're going to feel a certain way. And then just the notion that like, I felt a certain way watching this halftime show. Therefore it shouldn't have happened. Oh, and they're showing a highlight. Look at Mary J. Blige. Oh my God. Oh, there's Kendrick Lamar. Look at this guy. The court, the dancing, the choreo. Look at there's Dr. Dre on the fucking piano. Snoop Dogg doing his moves and like, Everybody, <laughs> Eminem taking a knee, which was great. Eminem kneels following halftime performance. Yeah, good. Fuck you. It's great. And they're like, Eminem kneels after the NFL specifically asked him not to. <laughs> yeah, because fuck you. Because guess what Eminem can do? Any goddamn thing he wants to. Just like Snoop Dogg can wear, <laughs> can wear a Rams-colored jumpsuit while all the other dudes are wearing black and Mary J is in white. And there was a great, uh, what's the guy's name from The Daily Show? Uh, I'm not going to be able to find it. I don't want it to shut off my recording. Uh, Ron, is it Ron Wood? Is that his name? No. It's Ron something. And, of course, now I can't even find it. What's wrong with me? Did I not retweet this thing that he said? Oh, anyways... The guy from The Daily Show who had a whole, he had a whole picture of, uh, well, maybe I saved the picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Roy Wood. Sorry, Roy Wood from The Daily Show. Very funny guy. <laughs> Has a picture of all of them, all the performers standing up, standing next to each other during the halftime show. <laughs> Director, rehearsal looks good. Now, let's talk wardrobe. I was thinking Marion White and all the guys in black... Snoop Dogg, blue. Director, yeah, yeah, but the thing is, the set is all white, so I was thinking if the guys contrast the white with the little black... Blue. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's great. I mean, but that's... Again, Eminem can take a knee after the NFL insists that he not 
take a knee because what are they going to do? Eminem can do anything he wants. Snoop Dogg, if in fact, and who knows, it, it may never have come up, but it probably did. Hey, Snoop, can we get you to wear black? No, uh, you'll, you'll see when I show up what I'm wearing to the thing. Don't worry about it. And so, yeah, but who, who fucking cares? It's Snoop Dogg. This is re- like, you have to get to a point in your life, as I've said before, with people who don't like Tom Brady, people who don't like Derek Jeter, uh, you know, I got to Kobe Bryant. I got to this point where I'm like, we're, we get to watch these guys. We're alive at the same time as these guys. And how can you not appreciate that you get to watch them? The best in the world. It's to get to watch anybody who's the best in the world at something is a thrill. And so I just don't, I don't know what it is that you, (laughs) that that somebody like Charlie Kirk, that Super Bowl halftime show should never have aired. I mean, look, we know the real thing that Charlie Kirk is upset about is that there was a bunch of, uh, a bunch of black people performing in the halftime show and they were rapping, (laughs) hipping and hopping and uh, ripping and rapping. Uh, Who knows what kind of things they were doing. I mean, I'm sure he thinks that that's, uh, you know, he, he probably thinks they were sending secret, secret symbols to Antifa and BLM. Moron. And then Sean Spicer, who shouldn't ever talk about anything ever as long as he, he should have his lips stapled shut. Oh, fuck free speech. Sean Spicer's get a, he's had enough free speech. Free speech uh, doesn't mean you don't have consequences. And the consequences of Sean Spicer existing should be that his lips should be stapled shut. The doofus. If you spend your whole career lying about literally everything, and then you t- actually have the audacity to come, this guy, what a charmed life. The fucking doofiest press secretary. Well, I don't know. He was until Sarah Suckabee, whatever the fuck her name is, Honkle Hunk, whatever the fuck. Sanders, when she came in, then she was like, wow, man, we miss Sean Spicer. That's pretty hard to do. Uh, Anyway, Sean Spicer got to be press, you know, got to have this big job, lost a job. And now he's, I'm sure he's making more money than he ever dreamed not being press secretary. Got, you know, dancing with the stars. He's out there, you know, shaking his titties and that fucking neon colored uh, banana shirt thing that he's whatever the fuck looking like an asshole bongo drums and all this stuff and he just has to have the audacity to complain about anything when you're sean spicer fuck you man jesus christ so sean spicer is tweeting dear nfl dear pepsi what what was the message what am i supposed to take away from that what's the it's like what what are you talking about it was a halftime show the message is shut the fuck up and dance, you idiot. You know, you can't, if you're not sitting there at least bopping your head, like what is fucking wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Of course, Sean Spicer is a fucking little pee pants boy. So of course he's not, he's sitting there. This is uh, the family values, American values. (laughs) That is American values, dickhead. Those are Americans performing Some of the most popular works in American history, you fucking racist pieces of shit. That's what it is. That's the subtext of all these things. It was like, what was, what was sexual about anything that happened last night? It was a bunch of like rap, R&B, hip hop artists performing, singing, dancing, playing instruments, working their fucking asses off. Uh, many of whom are over the eight. Well, in Dr. Dre's case, he's closer to 60 than he is to 50. Snoop Dogg's uh, like a grandfather. These are, you know, these are not 20-somethings. I think I want to say maybe Eminem. Well, I guess Kendrick Lamar is probably the youngest, but of the of that sort of Gen X millennial headline, you know, the Eminem is the youngest, and he's still, I think, like five years older than I am. I think. I don't know. Uh, he's well into his 40s. And I think he might be closer to 50 than 40. Like these are 
These are American entertainers who have been entertaining Americans for decades. Not a few years, not a few months, a few decades. 20 plus years minimum. When did Eminem show up? 1998? That's a long fucking time ago. Chronic came out in 92? That's 30 fucking years ago. Uh, What are you talking about? Uh, This should never have happened. They should never have allowed these people to have a Super Bowl halftime show. Well, they did, and everybody fucking loved it, except you two piss pants. Get out of here. You're done. Fucking, but you got your name out there, so that's that's the thing, and we all took the bait. We could have just ignored Piss Pants Spicer, and by the way, this Charlie Kirk is evidently, he's like 28 years old. 28! Oh my god, it's like that other one. Who's that little weasel? Ben something. Shapiro. Talking about, you know, clearly the guy's never pleased anyone sexually. <laughs> just a fucking goober. Just a wiener. So many wieners. There's so many of these wiener guys who are like, they're not that old, but they sound like they're 90. Because in my day, your day, your day was after these guys' day. What are you talking about? This is old people music right now. Sorry to tell you. You know, it's not the Glenn, sorry, the Glenn Miller Orchestra couldn't perform during halftime for you. And I'm a fan of the Glenn Miller Orchestra, by the way. I like to listen to that once in a while. I love listening to 40s Junction on Sirius. God damn. I also love seeing Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg live together performing some of their more most popular, some of the most popular songs ever. And then Mary J. Blige performing some of the most popular songs ever. And then Eminem and Kendrick Lamar and 50 Cent performing some of the most popular songs ever. In front of a rabid crowd going crazy, eating it all up. And a bunch of 40-somethings like me sitting around with their 40-something wife while their kids are off not giving a shit about any of this. And we're having a great time. And then saying, what? That's it? It's over? It was wonderful. It was great. Oh, my God. This fucking... This, this is the fuck your feelings crowd, by the way. The, the fuck your feelings crowd who thinks that people are too easily triggered. Snowflakes are too easily triggered. And then they see, they see a world-class performance unlike anything else that's ever happened at the Super Bowl show. Halftime show. That shouldn't have been on my TV. (laughs) What am I going to do? I made a funny feeling in my pants and I don't like that. I don't know, dude. Get up and dance. Jesus Christ. That could probably, you know, it's like, I think Footloose really, even though I've never actually seen it and I never will because I'm not going to watch that show, but it might be maybe... Maybe one of the uh, most important movies of our time. The importance of dance. If people just got the fuck up and danced once in a while, maybe we would all be such fucking pricks to each other. And that's what the Super Bowl halftime show was last night. Ten minutes to just get off your fucking ass, have a little dance, or sit on your ass and you know bob your head to the fucking music that's been... Uh, the soundtrack to so many people's lives for the last 30 plus years. I don't know. Or complain about it because you're a fucking weirdo. Like, I get it. If you're not, if, if none of those artists are your thing, that's like, okay. Is every single human being alive a fan of all of those art? No. And I'm not intimately familiar with their entire catalog with any of those guys who performed last night. But I certainly know the big hits that <laughs> that they all had in the 90s and the early 2000s. And it was great to... It, like, those are tunes that are just they're ingrained into our subconscious, personally, socially, societally, whatever. And we got to watch... It's just fucking... It's just fun. It's just fun. People are just trying to have some fun. It's a shitty two years... And we got to have this great fucking deal come out and, and do this whole performance. 
And then there's still these fucking boobs who are out there. Yeah, I didn't like that. What was that supposed to mean? Pepsi, can you explain to me what that was? uh, What was the message there? I don't know. Fucking get off your ass and dance. That's the message. Have sex with your wife once in a while. I don't know. Do something. Stupid assholes. Anyway, it was a great show. You had a good game, and you had a great, one of the best Super Bowl, like my favorite Super Bowl halftime performances, and just off the top of my head, I haven't seen them all. I know back in the day it was just like, I don't know, it was like jugglers or something. I don't know what they used to, because it used to be that was the joke, was like, okay, like all these other people would have halftime shows. I remember... uh in Living Color had a halftime show during the Super Bowl. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm watching. Uh, one year, WWE had halftime heat. During the Super Bowl halftime show, you could watch. It was a empty arena match between The Rock and Mankind. That's what I was watching that year. Best believe. And, uh, yeah, you know, and there's there's been a lot of, a lot of crap, I guess. But I will tell you what I do remember was Michael Jackson – the four Michael Jacksons on all four corners of that stadium. Was that it was Tampa or Miami, I think? I don't know. Houston? I, who knows? <laughs> anyway, Michael Jackson uh, dancing on top of four jumbotrons before we got the real Michael Jackson. That was a highlight to me. Paul McCartney, as I've mentioned. Uh, Prince. Those are three big ones. I loved... Last year's performance with The weekend, I don't know that that would end up being on my top five. Uh, honorable mention, I would think. Because um, I, yeah. Michael Jackson, Prince, Paul McCartney. I love the Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars did a couple. There was one where it was like Bruno Mars, the Coldplay guy, and Beyonce. And I I liked that other than the Coldplay part. Um and then, yeah, and then it's like, I don't know, the Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson, that might have been good. All anybody remembers was the boob at the end. And poor Janet Jackson. Justin Timberlake goes on to, like, be bigger than ever, and Janet Jackson is, like, done. That's nice for her. Uh, by the way, if they brought her out next year and just had her do, like, every track off of Rhythm Nation, I'm <laughs> – that, that, would, that would automatically make it into the top five. Not likely to 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 outdo last night's performance, but it's uh, that would that would get me going. Rhythm Nation, come on. Anyway, uh, yeah. So MJ Prince McCartney, those are three really good ones that come to mind. And then Bruno Mars, I guess. And then last night, I would say those are my top. Those are my five favorites. Prince is just. I, there's so many good ones. Um, yeah, anything that doesn't have Maroon 5 performing, anything that doesn't have Katy Perry performing, please, for the love of God, don't have Maroon 5 or Katy Perry ever perform it. That's my very small short list of things that I asked not to have happen at a Super Bowl. All right, you got Katy Perry and the Dancing Sharks. You had the Bru- you had the Maroon 5 guy with his T-shirt off at least once. I feel like he was, was he there a couple times? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, last night was ah, oh, it was great, just great. It'll be hard. That's uh, they're not going to top that one. I was hoping maybe for next year for '90s nostalgia, uh, have you know if they can assemble sets so quickly and they had like five different sets, how about you bring out a set of Jerry's apartment and you have like a quick, <laughs> you have like a ten minute mini episode of Seinfeld if they're really going to get a like the '90s uh, thing going, then you can have. Uh, you know, Nine Inch Nails come out and play, <laughs> do a couple live songs. Uh, you know, have maybe have a little, you know, a little little Nine Inch Nails, a little, <laughs> a little Metallica, and uh, and then maybe like Madonna. When 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 do you ever go wrong with having Madonna perform some of her hits? I know she's not like oh the nineties, but oh Madonna from the nineties. Madonna's from like every era. Um. And then when that's over, you can have Stone Cold Steve Austin come out on a beer truck and face off against The Rock in one last uh, one last match, and that could be the halftime show. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, anyway, because it's going to be hard to top what they did last night. It is going to be very difficult. I can't imagine they got they've got some. I don't I don't want to be the guy or girl or girls or guys who have to perform. You might as well look. Just have the fucking. You know, just actually next year, why don't you just have Katy Perry and Maroon Five do the do the halftime show? Bring out the Jonas Brothers, because because you might as well have like, <laughs> yeah, you might. Actually, I like that one Jonas kid. Is it Nick, the main one? He's got a couple. There's a song that he came out with that I thought was pretty good. This is heaven, and then then these, and then 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 the better. And right now, you and me, this is heaven. That's a good song. Uh, all right, don't have the Jonases. Have Katy Perry come play her crap music and Maroon 5 play their crap music. And just that way, there's no expectations. And uh, and then the following year, you can have, like, whatever. I don't know. some Some other big thing. Yeah, but stick with, yeah. More Gen X stuff, please. And by the way, the millennials are out there. Like, oh, that was a show for us elder millennials. No, it was not. It was not for the elder millennials. It was for Gen X, you motherfuckers. It's enough. We got the boomers on one end and we got the millennials on the other end, all thinking they own everything. Give Gen X one... 20-minute Super Bowl show. Okay, please. Thank you. Man, oh, man. Millennials, they really are. They're the, they're the new boomer. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Shannon Woodward liked my tweet, which I, was, uh, I appreciated that over the weekend. She tweeted out that she was going to be on a very long flight and asked for recommendations for Switch games. She is a, she's, uh, you might know her from Westworld. She's also was on Raising Hope. Super Bowl celebrations turned violent in Los Angeles overnight. That that must have been because of that halftime show, getting everyone riled up. Yeah, this is great. This is just like, this is ducks in a barrel for Fox News. Ah, perfect. Now we can point to Dre and Snoop and everybody <laughs> getting people riled up, and that's why you had riots. I don't know. Well, there wasn't riots, but it said violence. I don't know. Uh, anyway. So. It doesn't look, doesn't look. They didn't show any of the violence, so I don't know how violent that is. Considering I'm watching the local Fox channel, I'm. Take it with a grain of salt. But anyway, I mean, it's the same thing. Same thing happened in Philly in 2018. But nobody really reported too much on that for some reason. Hmm. 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 Anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. Shannon Woodward. She liked my tweet. She asked for video game advice. She was from Raising Hope. She's from Westworld. She was Dina in, the, uh, in Last of Us 2. So she's not only a gamer, but she's in video games. Um, and seems like a genuinely nice and funny person. And she asked for video game recommendations. She said, what's a game that I could play on a long flight on the Switch? And so I tweeted, I said, I said, uh, Hades, 12 Minutes, and Unpacking are the three answers I would give to your question asking for just one game uh, because I'm bad at following directions but I love video games. And she liked that. So it'd be nice to know. Maybe she played one of the games that I suggested. That would be nice. Uh, those are good airplane games because you don't have to... You also don't have to think... too Well, 12 minutes you might have to think a little bit. But you can generally just kind of play it and not have to be distracted with airline stuff happening around you. Uh, so that was cool. Um John Davidson from Hollywood Squares, remember him? He liked one of my tweets uh, because he tried to get verified on Twitter. He's a New Hampshire resident. I've already said this. Maybe I have. He owns a place. He lives in Sandwich, New Hampshire, and he owns a he owns a bar called Club Sandwich. Ha ha! 
And he's, you know, he's a, in addition to game shows and the Tonight Show and stuff, he's also, you know, an actor and things. And he was a performer. I, I forgot. My parents actually went and saw him perform live at SPAC or at the Starlight Theater or someplace and uh, years and years ago. Um, and now he performs just, you know, he does his little one-man show playing the guitar. He's got his songs that he writes and, uh, and just people from the local town come and, and watch him play his guitar up there in the mountains. And anyway, he, he tweeted because he, he's 80 years old and he looks, he looks like a million bucks, of course. And, uh, he tweeted because he couldn't get verified on Twitter. They rejected his verification and he kind of, you know, kind of you know, a little self, self-deprecating like, I don't, I don't know what else to do. And I, I retweeted his, his tweets and said, come on, Twitter, what the hell? This is John freaking Davidson. And I said, I can't confirm that that's his middle name, but I'm like 40% sure. And and he responded and said, <laughs> he said actual middle name, which was funny. That's cute. That's good. So John, John freaking Davidson. <laughs> but I, he seems like a nice guy. And it's funny too, because uh, uh, what's his name? Tom Bergeron, who was the host of Hollywood Squares when they brought it back in the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, he's also a New Hampshire guy. He was the very first host of Granite State Challenge, which just began. The new season started back up last week, which is every winter. The wife and I will spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes on a Saturday night laughing at high school children for getting answers to quiz shows wrong, all of whom are going to go on to do amazing things in their lives. They'll be great leaders and great contributors to society, and we're sitting there eating Doritos. (laughs) laughing like Beavis and Butthead <laughs> when they get the answers wrong to the questions. But anyways, Tom Bergeron was the very f- first host of the very first season back in 1983 or something. And uh, so New Hampshire Chronicle had a feature, I think it was last summer, it was John Davidson and Tom Bergeron hanging out at a, a picnic table on a summer's day just talking about New Hampshire, talking about Hollywood Squares and stuff. It was cool. It was good. Anyway... I don't know. I guess that's it. It's Valentine's Day. I hope you're having a special Valentine's Day, wherever you might be. Uh, and uh, the Super Bowl's over, so there's no NFL until next year, later this year. But, hey, coming up, three-day weekend coming up this week. Excited for that. Uh, the kids, the following week, the first week of March, have their vacation. We'll take a little trip up to the mountains for a couple of days. That'll be nice. And then, and then that's over, and it's like mid March. Like, all right, it's gonna start to, it's gonna slowly start to get springy a little bit. I'm not quite ready for spring. I'm good, you know. I'm okay with the winter. I still like the snow. I like to have it. I like, I like these winter days because let's be honest. When I wake up on a Saturday morning and the snow is falling or it's below zero. It's like, okay, perfect. There's my excuse. I'm not doing shit today. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. And I feel nice. Whether, Whereas if I woke up on a Saturday in the middle of June and the windows are open and it's just like, oh, my God, how can you? You can't be inside on a day like this. And then I feel all this pressure. Like, I got to get outside. And then as soon as we get outside to do something, 10 minutes into the thing, I'm like, oh, God damn it. I want to go home. <laughs> so I enjoy winter for those for those reasons. Uh, I think that's it then. I think that's all. We've, we've gone an hour somehow. We have gone a full fucking hour. That's crazy. So hopefully you're having a nice time. Hopefully you had a nice weekend. Hopefully you enjoyed the Super Bowl. Hopefully you enjoyed the halftime show. Oh, and the commercials. That's what I didn't get to. All right, very quickly. The Dr. Evil commercial was fantastic. That was, that felt like watching a, a, a deleted scene from Austin Powers because he was totally fully into the character and everything. The Jim Carrey cable guy was like, holy shit, it's Jim Carrey's doing a cable guy. But there wasn't much, you know, there wasn't the, it was just him going through some of the lines and stuff, but it was still great. I have no complaints. The Sopranos commercial with Meadow driving the truck, whatever truck it was, I don't know. And uh, I guess it looked like the, the rear wheels moved so she could parallel park and it was at the restaurant where Tony was killed in the final, spoilers, in the final episode of the final season. Uh, and then there's AJ. That was great. 
Uh, Larry David's commercial was great until you find out that it's for fucking cryptocurrency. Like, oh, okay. Well, it was good. Now it sucks. Uh, I liked the Tommy Lee Jones and Leslie Jones and Rashida Jones commercial until the Jonas guy showed up and was like, oh, you're not funny. Stop trying to be funny. Uh, and then there was there there were a couple others. They were good. I, I liked the commercials. A lot of a lot of nineties. Obviously, they knew who their audience was last night, and they're like, hey, you know what? Uh, I think after forty years, Gen X finally has a little tiny bit of money. Uh, there's a few Gen Xers. Uh, all the money that the boomers have and that the millennials are somehow able to have that Gen X doesn't really have. Uh, they're finally starting to get some money somehow. So let's uh, let's make some stuff for them. And that whole night was just like, oh my God, 90s nostalgia, 90s performances, 90s commercials. It was great. I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Was it the best group of commercials in the history? No. You know why? Because there were no chimps in suits. Monkeys in shirts and ties at an office. That's never going to be topped. You're never going to top that. The career builder. That's the best of the best. Anyway, so, all right. There were no monkeys in suits, but everything else was great. I enjoyed it. I hope you did too. And uh, I'm going to go. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. And don't forget to go to birthdayboyshop.com and get merch. Later, Gators.